This episode of the Nerd and Tie podcast is brought to you by Point of Insanity Game Studio. If you're not careful and no clip out of reality in wrong areas, you'll end up in the back rooms, where it's nothing but the stink of moist carpet, the madness of mono yellow, and endless background noise of fluorescent lights at maximum humbuzz, and approximately 600 million square miles of randomly segmented empty rooms to be trapped in. God save you if you hear something wandering around nearby, because it sure as hell heard you. These words from an unknown 4chan user introduce the world to the backrooms, a mysterious place separate from the world we know. Since then, the popularity of the backrooms has expanded into music, YouTube videos, memes, and video games. Now, Point of Insanity Game Studio brings this realm of mystery and danger into the world of tabletop role-playing games with Caught in the Backrooms. The core rulebook includes a skill-based character generation system, information on the various organizations and entities of the backrooms, guides on how to create new levels, and information on levels 0 through 2. To learn more, visit caughtinthebackrooms.com. You can also look it up on Facebook, follow them on Twitter at POI Game Studio, and check out their podcasts at anchor.fm slash eclectic-media-podcasts. Nerd and Tie is right now live in at NobrandCon 2022 this episode, and we are doing things that are things that we are doing. We're going to talk about Our Flag Means Death. We're going to talk about what happened at KiroshiCon, I guess. And probably a third other thing. I swear this will all make sense in the end. All right, and welcome to Nerd and Tie, the only podcast on the internet with a dress code that none of us met. (laughs) Now that we are live and in person, we used to actually dress up for these things. It's so hot today, you you are lucky I am wearing a shirt at all. I, 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 yes, I do believe that we are all lucky that that is the thing that happened. You know, I can edit these. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit these. All right, so I should introduce us. Sorry, this is the kind of day I've been having. I'm Trey Dorn, one of your hosts. Joining me, as always, are Nick Izumi. Sometimes Celeste. <laughs> yes, and uh, Gen Proc. Yo, what up? I'm really tired. And uh, we are, in theory, doing the show right now in front of people. Hi. <laughs> Hello, people. At the... I camp eight times the people I expected to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> At the beautiful Chula Vista Resort in the Wisconsin Dells. And uh, I wonder if the problem's my microphone. Oh, who knows? I'm going to have a lot of audio cleanup and post. Oh. That's what's going to happen here. Unfortunate. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, it's been a month, guys. For those of you who don't know, we are at the lovely No Brand Con in the Chula Vista Resort in Wisconsin Dells, and I am the convention director of No Brand Con, and this is, we're recording this at like 9 p.m. on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder who decided to put us then. Yeah, is, who, who is in charge of programming that we can blame for this? <laughs> Malarkey. Yeah. Yes, this is my fault. <laughs> you did this to yourself. I've only had one staffer passed out on the ground like a dead body in the staff room so far, though, so I think we're doing okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's pretty that's good. That's about normal, honestly. It's that's Tasselhoff. pretty normal. Yeah. Pretty good. Confused. It's Tasselhoff. Yeah. 
That tracks. That tracks, yeah. The people who know who I'm talking about all <laughs> nodded, and everyone else is like, this means absolutely nothing to me. This is I, meaningless. I, that, I just pictured David Hasselhoff, but with tassels, Ooh. who, is, who is, is definitely going to be my new favorite Pokemon of the next generation, yeah. Tasselhoff. Yes. Yeah. I need to get that commissioned. That's very good. He's, he's the guy who makes the puzzle hunt. I never directly interacted with this person, probably. I, and if I did, I'm going to feel real guilty in about 12 hours. So. <laughs> I feel like you have. I probably have. But it's okay. Anyway. Anyway. Wait, so you went to KuroshiCon, huh? I did. Last weekend was uh, KuroshiCon at beautiful Northern Illinois University. Um, it is a one-day event, and uh, I, uh, well, I understand why this time I went solo. Normally, the three of us go, but Trey was planning a con, and Gen was getting ready for this con, whereas I live, uh, like, an hour away, so I could go there, sell some stuff, and not have to pay for a hotel room, which is exactly what I did. So, um, yeah, um, KuroshiCon is a lovely little event. We've sung its praises before. I love going to it, and this was another one that was quite good. Uh, masking, was, masking was pretty common. People were uh, respectful of each other. A um, lot, uh, lot of interesting cosplay and art sales were pretty good. I cannot complain. KuroshiCon was... One of my favorites, it's still one of my favorites, friend of the show, KOR fan, wasn't able to swing by, but I know he's got some stuff going on. Um, so yeah, we, Kroshi is still a really fun con and I love it to death. I always will. And yeah, it's just, it's just, it's still a good event. This is the first time I've missed it in a while and yeah, I really regret not being able to go. I, for what it's worth, it was, I don't know. It was just it was just nice to. It reminded me of how much I enjoy cons. Um, I like my partner had uh, their artist alley booth set up, and we uh, it was a good uh, con for making some art sales. Personally, I was able to cosplay in public again for the first time in two years. That felt really good. But what was really wholesome? This doesn't really directly relate to the con itself so much as I normally cosplay more obscure characters and I cosplayed a kind of mainstream character, uh, Shinobu from Demon Slayer and little children turns out love Shinobu and so like several times I was stopped because little kids wanted their pictures taken with Shinobu well, and that I mean, felt really good. It was really cute. It's, I, it's a cute character in a big butterfly kimono. Like, uh -huh. What's not to love for kids? Like, to be fair, <sighs> to be fair, that's an international thing because hmm. there was a uh, Shonen Jump. Uh, it, no, it wasn't even Shonen Jump. It was like a kids group conducted a poll mm. of who do Japanese grade school kids respect. Mm -hmm. The overwhelming majority, number one, the person that they respect most is Tanjiro, the lead character from Demon Slayer. Mm. Number two, their own mother. <laughs> oh. Number three, Shinobu Kocho. 
also from Demon Slayer. Wow. And number four, by and large, was their own father. <laughs> so. <laughs> Rip. That is amazing. Shinobu Kocho, better than dad. Just saying. <laughs> Tanjiro, I, better than mom. Tanjiro, better than everybody. Yeah, yeah that's. Wow. Who do Japanese kids respect? Tanjiro Kamado. Remember that, everyone. I wow. fixed some of our audio issues by switching microphones. Ooh, and now sick. we sound better. Yay. Yay. I may re-record that ad at home later. That might be a good idea. Yeah, that's yeah. That game sounds metal, though. It I does. might. I actually want to play that, like, bad. That sounds really good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this really, Kuroshi was fun. I'm sad you guys weren't there, but um, take comfort in knowing it's still a really fun and good event. Good. Yeah, it, well, and especially since, like, some of the, the other cons that we really like maybe have disappointed us a little bit. So it's, mm -hmm. like, I, I don't want to name names right now, but um, we've said it on the podcast before <laughs> that there's another con that we usually, like, have sung the praises of that just didn't quite live up to our expectations of it this year. So knowing that Kuroshi Khan is still really good, I really wish I could have gone. Like, it's that's one of my favorite, you know, do you still sleep in the city? I, I didn't this year. Oh, that's right, because you Cause went like, home, because yeah, well, we weren't hanging out, yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't going to record anything with you guys. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like, I'm an hour away. Like, DeKalb is like an, like an hour and a half away from Janesville. So instead, um, I just went home, and um, my partner found out I hadn't seen the movie Miss Congeniality, so we <laughs> fixed that. I'm realizing um, that I just said, like, Sleep in the city, like it's a normal phrase that everyone should understand what I mean when I say, Did yeah, you sleep you in the city? Yeah, you should probably get some context. So, okay, <laughs> when we go to Kuroshikan, usually we all usually stay at the same. Is it, it's a Motel 8, is it? It's a Super 8. Yeah, it's Super yeah. 8, Super 8, Super 8. That's not yep. It's a Super 8, and at one point they renovated it and they put on these giant, like, photo prints of, like, Chicago downtown, like, over the beds. But you're in DeKalb. Like you're yeah, not you're, like you're not you're not near Chicago. You're not in the city. <laughs> no. It's you're in DeKalb, but like there are these these giant photo prints over the bed of like city skylines, and so it just became a running joke when I did we sleep in the city tonight. Mm -hmm. And it's really not funny once I explain <laughs> it, but it has become the reference for sleeping at that hotel. I, is, I like uh, the, just casually. Oh, so you're gonna sleep in the city tonight? I like to hope, though, that like some of the people heard that and they're like, wow, I'm just seeing there's Nerd and Ty's Nick just dressed like Robert Pattinson Batman, like sitting on the roof being like, I have to defend this city. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the beautiful thing about like, especially this kind of part, or like Kuroshikan in particular is like, we get up to some like weird shenanigans. Oh yeah, shenanigans. Because, we because like panera. we do the, yeah, we go to the Panera. We which go to the, the Panera. We go to the Panera, which is Panera for those of you who mispronounce it. No, it's Panera oh. everywhere else. In DeKalb, it's the Panera. It's the Panera. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Every uh, other one of the Panera. We go the to Panera. the Panera. We record a secret podcast while we're eating. Um, we occasionally <laughs> say words that are wholly inappropriate to say in a Panera, let alone a sponsored yep. episode of this podcast. Um, and then we have a very slow race in the parking lot. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, of the Best Buy. Of the Best Buy. The best buy. <laughs> In our hatchbacks. In our, yes. We were racing uh, hatchbacks at like 
what, two miles an hour? A tradition yes. that literally started. While yelling at each other through the open windows yeah. from our cars at each other. Yep. A tradition that literally started because one year at Kuroshi, it was the same weekend Rogue One came out on Blu-ray, and they ran out of the steelbook at the Janesville Best Buy, but the DeKalb one had it. Oh, so I had to go pick up my copy yep. of Rogue One. And I we got, all went with in and Everyone <laughs> went with me. Yep. It was very You strange. weren't going alone. <laughs> you, you, we just followed you while yelling at you down through rolled down windows. Uh-huh. You were not the, the rogue one. Life. I was not the rogue one, no. <laughs> I, was, I was very much the uh, rogue leader, dare I say. Like, it's, it's like the little one-day cons. Like, yeah, you can just go for the one day, or you can stay over. And just get up to weird stuff. Get up to weird stuff. And then have IHOP on Sunday morning. Yeah. Go swimming. uh, And make a little, like, extra vacation. um, One time, uh, Krista and I spent Sunday afternoon playing Pokemon. You know, the year Pokemon Go came out, we spent, like, the Sunday afternoon, like, just playing Pokemon Go in their parks. Yeah. Because they had... yeah, yeah, different I mean, stuff. The closest different we stuff. came to world peace before everything went to hell. Pokemon Technically, Go this week. was spring of 2017, okay. so the world's already going. To, we were still playing then. Yeah. Because we're weird. I don't, I, I, don't, I, don't pl- I don't play anymore, but we were still playing in 2017. Mm-hmm. See, I stopped playing really after the gym system changed because I like the original gym system, but that's a whole other rant. Yeah, don't get me started about the Battle League. Just don't. I didn't mind that. So, it, anyways, that's the whole. That's, that's, no, that's we're uh, stepping away from that. All of Pokemon, Pokemon Go is not the topic of this podcast. I mean, I'm putting be. my boot down. I mean, we could do like a separate mini series about the fall of Pokemon the Go. The fall like, of Pokemon. <laughs> get really Go. in depth with it. But do like a little, a little docu series. I'll, I'll replicate the death of Daishokan image we did. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. boy, yeah, that was. That was an interesting podcast. Good thing no one listened to that. That didn't... Uh, a lot of people listened down. to that episode. That was, uh, yeah. Trust me, I noticed. Um, we're in the lovely Wisconsin Dells right now. We're in the lovely Wisconsin Dells. Lovely, yep. Um, so, Kuroshi is still wonderful, but you know what else is wonderful? Mm. This is a, my only segue, but I gotta say it. It makes me feel good on the inside, and Gen and I have both... Really enjoyed this show. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about Our Flag Means Death. Heck yeah. I, I also really enjoyed this show. Okay. We I didn't, didn't know, know that, you saw, that you've seen it yet. Yeah, I watched so. the whole series before it blew up on the internet. When we Gen did not know ta- this. When we were talking about it, you acted like we were speaking gibberish. I did, I did not. I, I watched every episode. The moment I saw an ad featuring Reese Darby as a pirate, I got excited. Yeah. I didn't even know Taika Waititi was in it yet when I got excited. Nice. You didn't know Taika Waititi was in it yet when you got... Oh, that's a bad comeback. That's I'm a sorry. really bad comeback. Yeah. That might be one of your worst. That might be... Because it was worst. literally repeating what I just said. <laughs> yeah, about okay, pro tip. If you're planning on doing a comeback, don't just repeat what they say. Don't just repeat like, what I say. Do a turnaround yeah. or something. No, no, that's not how it works. Do we really need to go over this again? Queen takes Black Rook. I made a chess reference. That makes it smart. Stop. You're not playing the Queen's Gambit. No, yeah, we're but talking I am about a writer our... for Code Geass now. We're talking about Our Flag Means Death, which is... Uh, which is not chess. Delightful. It's it is massively historically <laughs> inaccurate. Completely. Purposely wrong with the history in some cases because yep. certain ages just don't work. And 
the fact is that Seed and Blackbeard were way younger when they met than either of those actors. Yeah. But overall, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, really amazing. And so, if you haven't seen it yet, yeah, if, go if do it. If y'all aren't familiar, right. uh, was uh, Our Flag Means Death was an excellent little series produced... On HBO by, Max, yeah, yeah. On HBO Max. Just, by, who here in the room has seen Our Flag Means Death? See, we need to explain Oh my this. god. Listeners, I have you have to understand that I apparently have been living in a TikTok and Tumblr bubble because literally no one raised their hand. No one. And there are actual human beings here, including Sean Orange More of than Two one. Boobs Watch the Tube on the Nerd and Tie Network. That, that, that... It's about it's pirates. It's about pirates. What is wrong with you people? And Taika Waititi cool. plays Blackbeard. Yeah. Sean, Sean, it's just more than meets the eye, but with pirates. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah, like... Uh, and Reese Darby. It's... Yeah, like, just basically Megatron is Blackbeard. It's, it's the same as... The, yeah. <laughs> I just got Sean to watch the show. Don't worry about it. It was on my list. So it's, it is, it is, it is. Um, watch the gay pirate show and read the gay transformer comic. That's what I want you all to do. So it is based off of the real friendship between the uh, friendship, I'm gonna use in giant quotes, between Steed Bonnet and Blackbeard, who were, Steed Bonnet was this, the, the gentleman pirate. He historically mm -hmm. was a wealthy landowner who decided to just say, screw it, buy a boat and become a pirate. Mm-hmm. And Blackbeard is, I don't know if you know this, a pirate who also existed very famously. And the two just randomly at one point, um, in, in, real, in real life, I think they were in their 20s, decided to like team up and just hang out a lot. And there are implications. And I'll let you figure that out as you watch the show. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is the gayest pirate show, just the whole cast across the board. Yeah. Um, There's at least three defined relationships, I think. There is excellent representation without yeah. it being stigmatized. or It's amazing because it is an extremely funny joke, or excuse me, extremely funny show, but the... Uh, queer status of the characters or their relationships is never the butt of the joke, mm -hmm. which is so welcome. And I also love the fact that it's got this reputation now as just this really wholesome show, but also much like More Than Meets the Eye, there's all this like like pretty graphic violence and body horror. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Like yeah, that one oh, part. Yeah. It, throughout the entire thing, Oof. so it's like sword to the head. Yeah. So, yep. There is, so it is absolutely not. Yeah, I was thinking of the toe. I'm, I'm surprised oh, that no one in this room. Toe. Oh god, I'm surprised <laughs> no one in this in this room has seen it. Like I would expect that response if I would like mentioned killing it, which I have watched all of on Peacock, and that's why I know none of you have watched that. It's on Peacock, <laughs> and the one of the two leads uh, in in that show plays Steed's wife. Yeah, because I, I saw the promos for killing it, and I'm like. <gasps> Steve's wife! It's really good. Yeah. See, that's, that's the, the other thing that's great is like you, in terms of cameos, there are some, my dude Will Arnett, mm -hmm. um, the great Tim Heidecker. Oh, God, um, yeah. Just some really great cameos throughout the show, mm -hmm. aside from excellent performances, especially Reese Darby, which frankly, if you put Reese Darby in anything, I'm going to watch it. 
I, I, so, love, the, I love the actor who plays Jim. Yes. yes. They are amazing. They are very good. Um, I, I follow well, them on TikTok. Another part that I really love about this show is, like, of... it deals with relationships in a real way. It deals yeah. with, like, mental issues in a real way. You know, it doesn't, like, pussyfoot around things, and it doesn't make light of things, which is really refreshing. It's incredibly... It's, it balances between graphic and realistic depictions of not just violence, mm-hmm. but the aftermath of violence being legitimately laugh out loud funny and being completely sincere in ways that some shows can only aspire to be. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot recommend this show enough to people. Please give it a watch. And also yeah. Taika Waititi with a giant beard in a one-sleeved biker jacket. In yeah. a biker jacket modeled after Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally the Mad Max biker jacket. Which is really cool. And 100% historically inaccurate in every single way. Oh, yeah. Don't, it's not, it's, no. But Although, it looks really I'll, pretty you know, and really cool. funny is that the, the, the gold dressing gown thing that yeah. Steed wears, that actually is historically accurate. Oh, yeah. He just actually also wore a powdered wig with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of Steed's clothing is not historically accurate, but it is very pretty. Yeah. And very well made. Yeah, the, it's the show literally opens with seeing this dandy captain and these pirates who have trouble taking him seriously, and he decides the best way to like team build is to have everyone sit around and design a flag for their pirate ship. Mm-hmm. And they have an arts and crafts circle. Yeah. It is the funniest. <laughs> it's so it is, great. It is so good. Please I'll, I'll watch talking this show. about mutinying. All yeah, while talking all about time. mutiny. And, and part of what stops the mutiny is some of them enjoy making the flags. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fabulous show, y'all. HBO at Max, At least check guys. out the first episode. HBO Max, if you got it. Um, if you don't have it, get it to watch just this show. Yeah, you can do the free trial. I mean, sure, and... you could watch Batman, but screw that. Watch Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. And then maybe Doom Patrol. That's also good. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Watch Doom Patrol. Do yourself a solid. And close enough. Watch close enough. They're not sponsoring us. What am I doing? Yeah. No. No. I, well, that's just true. Michelle Gomez is, in fact, great. She's another one who, if she's in something, I'm going to watch it. That's just a rule. And that concludes the portion of the show that we had planned i don't know man like so (laughs) (laughs) so are you ready for to go off the rails i haven't watched this week's episode of halo but i watched the first few episodes and it's weird how often master chief takes his helmet off i like the show but it's weird how often also it's porn stash and it just throws me off every single time he takes his helmet off because it's porn stash playing master chief for the guy who played Orange Porn Stash on Orange is the New Black. I did Master not Chief. watch Orange is the New Black. Yeah, well, I was concerned for Google, a second. <laughs> Google Porn Stash, Orange is the New Black. Make sure to include I that. I was say, I like <laughs> Google Porn Stash. I will not be happy with the results. I, I'm just saying I would love to see some people uh, Photoshop the actor's head from uh, Orange is the New Black as Porn Stash onto Master Chief. I just want to see that. I, I want to see that Photoshopped. I need to see this because it's in my head and it's hilarious. 
Uh, I've been watching Picard season two. That's been really. It, I, did we talk about that we last episode? About that. Yeah, it's Star Trek four. Yeah. Um, um, it's definitely the most Star Trek four of any season of Star Trek. Um, I've also been watching Halo. I'll say, like, as far as video game adaptations go, it's it's no Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I should watch it because I've read most of the books. Um, well, it's its own continuity, so they've diverged from the continuity. God beans. It's like watching the Tenshi TV series after having watched the Tenshi OVAs and just uh, going, that's not how that's supposed to happen. Or, or watching... Uh, Eat Man 98 after original Eat Man, and you're just like, what? Not to be confused or, with Eat Man starring Topher Merol, where yeah. he murders and kills Vink. Yeah. Or not to be confused with watching Devil Man Crybaby yeah. immediately after watching the 1980s Devil Man OVA. Or the being, 1973 <laughs> Devil Man episodes. And, and being extremely disappointed because Rio Asuka lost his excellent haircut. Yeah, that's and true. And beautiful sideburns. Yeah. This isn't a thing that I'm Giant so caught up on. Sideburns with like big pointies and oh yeah. And then they gave him the mushroom. <laughs> then they gave him, <laughs> him K-pop star Yeah, hair. they did. They, they turned did. my boy, they, they turned, turned prototype Kaoru into a K-pop star. By the way, yeah, I'm sorry. I just spoiled a manga from the 70s. But uh, if, you saw Evan, if you saw Evangelion, uh, I got, and if you uh, cried at Kaoru, I got some bad news about Rio Asuka for you. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yep. Um, sorry. Sorry. I just spoil. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did spoil a manga from the 1970s. And he spoiled an anime from the 90s. Jeez. <laughs> Wait, next, from next the 80s, he's gonna start spoiling Eight Man Out. Just look out. Just pure spoilers. Wait, then uh, Project Echo. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Anything wait a minute. We heard on Sci-Fi Channel we gotta, years ago. We gotta talk about this. I'm a little ashamed of something. I've seen Project Echo several times. That. Classic OVA got released on a beautifully remastered Blu-ray. It was not until I watched the beautifully remastered Discotech Media Blu-ray that I realized the joke was supposed to be that her dad was Superman. Joke went completely over my head. I was, I have seen this OVA several times. I was third. It was two months ago that I figured out that her dad was I mean, Superman. If you I can't hear, the I, audience is laughing raucously at him. I, I didn't pick it up the first time I watched it, but I eventually figured it out. Like it, a it long. It wasn't until 4K restoration that I figured <sighs> out that her dad was Superman. Spoilers for Project A. Spoilers for Project A. I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, that one they didn't. That that, that one that is less embarrassing to not notice because, like, at least, at least in in the case of her dad, you see his little curly hair and he's reading the freaking Daily Planet. <laughs> this is on screen. <laughs> <sighs> I, it's not a subtle thing. It's, it's not a subtle thing. <laughs> the main characters are Aiko, Biko, and Seiko. They're very creative names. Just. Well, that's just a that's... terrible thing to watch. The first Project Echo I love. The sequels are 
Why am I watching this? That is what they are. Counterpoint, if you grew, if you are an old enough anime fan, nothing surprises me in watch order because guess what? Before fan subs, you had to frickin' take what you could get. Yeah. You know how, you, do you know how many years it was before I found out how Chiriko from Votomes actually met those other doofuses he hangs out with? <laughs> two! Two decades! There's a lot of time is what I'm getting at. I think it at was, that point you could have just Googled it. I could have just Googled it, but guess what? I wanted to enjoy Armor Trooper Votomes, which, by the way, holds up very good. I came in expecting, like... Gundam fused with Pat Labor, and instead I got, uh, instead I got conspiracy theory laden, actually really good depiction of PTSD anime, and like the best 80s mecha thing that Sunrise did. That just reminds me, I was talking to someone whose first exposure to Pat Labor was the movies, and I just, That was like, me. I was that someone. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's like, it's, it's like an entirely different genre. I, I don't know. Do, do people know that's actually where I got my Nikazumi name from? Was I, I was know a big it is. Pat Labor fan. Yeah, I that guessed was it immediately entire... because I was a big Pat Labor fan. That was... I know it because you told me. I think I'm the first person who ever just no, knew No, you were the first yeah, person yeah. who guessed because everyone else thought it was Lucky Star. And I don't, <laughs> I I don't just have like, nice things to say about that. Oh, I was just like, this person's a huge freaking weeb. Also true. I mean, I mean, it's well, but also, but isn't Noah Azumi like living everyone's dream? They're a giant robot fan who gets to be a giant robot pilot. Uh, yeah, and she uh, bonds with every animal that she runs into. Um, has long arguments about the quality of pizza. Um, looks good with red hair. Oh God, I just turned in. Yeah, I just turned into, into yeah. That was just me. Yeah. That was just yep. literally me. Yep. That So Yeah. Er, so earlier today, um I just I since we're kind of going off the rails anyway, I had a moment where There I was, were rails? There were rails. <laughs> we were on them? Apparently. Earlier today I had this Who realization that, that I if, didn't sign off on that. If I if my life were a TV show, I would be so angry at my writers because I'm not kidding about this. When I was in middle school, when I needed to just chill out places and hide from the world, I went and I hung out in my bedroom closet. I spent my middle school years in my bedroom closet. I should kill my writers. Yeah. Their metaphors weren't subtle. No. <laughs> no, they were not. Uh, hey, can I spin us back to um, HBO Max? Yes, because, sure. Um, being here at No Brand Con has reminded me of a thing because I recently just acquired HBO Max and I was like, oh, let's see like what they got on offer. And I'm scrolling through the things and I'm picking out all the stuff I like and then I see a triplicate of movies that I did not expect to be there called Hanzo. Oh, what? God. well, they used to be on Hulu back in the day, <laughs> so I'm not shocked by anything. <laughs> well, I, for one, At am one happy. point, they were in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. That was the, 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 the weirdest thing is when they went on Hulu years ago, and I'm watching the show, and I, I had the With Ads subscription at the time, 
And I, so Hanzo, I don't know if it's still in the Criterion Collection, but it was, and uh, all the Criterion Collection at the time went on Hulu. And I'm watching this, it's like the Criterion Collection, and it's like this shot here, this shot here, and then Hanzo the Razor is just on screen, and I'm like, <laughs> like with like, but trying to present it as artsy, and I'm like, the man fucks a bag of rice in that <laughs> a movie. a bag of rice. At the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning of every movie. Yeah. So for those of you who don't understand why we're talking about Hans of the Razor, uh, it's this series of three uh, of samurai films starring the same guy who originally played Zatoichi. Um, and I, I believe the actor always described it as his favorite character to play. And it's, Which is horrifying. But I, it's, it, at No Brand Con, it comes up a lot, especially when we've got some longtime attendees in the audience, which I can mm -hmm. see a few. Um, because I used to host a midnight screening of the first Hans of the Razor movie at, at No Brand Con every year for the first 10 years of this con. Yeah. And then I said, I cannot take this anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and it used to be a bit of a Rocky Horror-esque affair. Oh, yeah, no, there are specific yeah. callback lines at certain points. Yep. Like um, we you used have to, to have yeah. a bag of Hanzo sticky rice just on the reg table, <laughs> left for n with no context other than the other than a, a post-it note you that you read Hanzo sticky rice. This was this was and this was an 18 plus uh, viewing thing. This was uh, it involved getting a room full of 50 people chanting "fuck that rice," <laughs> and it's not a metaphor. No, no we, we made it quite literally. No. He, the, just if you watch the Hanzo movies, do it with friends and drink. Yeah. But also, the entire film is a trigger warning. Yeah. Because yeah, it's real bad. there's a lot of non-consensual sexual activity performed by the protagonist. But which, which is a real delicate balancing act to try to host that because you have to make sure nobody roots for Hanzo. Yeah, yeah I was to say, wasn't, wasn't that part of why you stopped doing it? Well, it's, like so it, there's one scene where my solution to dealing with it was to just get up in front of the screen, screen and start screaming, why are you watching this movie? Why yep. are you making me watch this movie? Yep. Please don't make me keep watching this movie just to distract from what was happening in the movie. Yeah. To be fair. You have to understand, there's an interior shot. Like, there's a POV shot. From of this criterion collection. Criterion <laughs> collection. From, like, okay, so I'm not gonna... This is a sponsored episode. Uh, thanks, Point of Insanity Game Studio. Uh, but I'm not gonna explain what it's a POV shot of, but I'm pretty sure the way they filmed it was by backlighting a pig intestine and shoving a camera down it, and I'm gonna let you figure out what they were filming. Turns out, Hanzo is half German. Here's the thing, before it was <laughs> he in makes... the, Here's the thing, before they were put it in the Criterion Collection, there was an earlier DVD release. So we used to host it with the Laserdisc, which was the Animigo translation, which is just also, it is a funny translation. Beautiful translation. Yeah. But there was a worse translation that went out on DVDs. Um, the DVD menus, of Hanzo the Razor are a CGI recreation of that shot going back and forth. I, I never used the DVDs to show because I didn't like the, the translation as much, but I did occasionally pop them on just to demonstrate that menu afterwards to be like, this is... I'm not lying. I'm not lying. This is real. But then also when it went to the Criterion Collection, I'm like, 
How is this the same? <laughs> we, well, you know, the, 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 one of the best side notes about Hanzo, though, was it made me appreciate, like, a legitimately great anime more. The, uh... The hip-hop samurai pastiche, uh, Samurai Champloo, oh, yeah. features not one, but two episodes where there is a character yeah, named right. Monzo the Saw, yes. who is clearly... Hanzo the Razor. He is oh, styled yeah. to look like and has the same mannerisms oh, yeah. as Hanzo the Razor. Yep. And the first time we see him, he is clearly having a good time with himself. That's all I... So it's... Yeah. It is so Hanzo is but, in two episodes of this legitimately classic so, anime. So okay, yeah. So so Hanzo the Razor. So we used to. So there are three movies in this series. Mm. There are three movies in the series. The first one is kind of so bad it's good. The third one is actually a half decent samurai movie. The second one should just never be watched <laughs> by the, human which beings. Which one is titled "Who's Got the Gold"? That's because the I third think that's one. a good title for a movie. Who's got the, that's the third movie? Hanzo that's the third three. Movie. Who's got the gold? Who's Han- got it's the gold? It's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. Who's got it? Who does have yeah, the it's, gold? Yeah, I mean, we're talking like it's. So you have to understand the training sequence. <laughs> there, there is a training sequence in this in this movie, and uh, every one of the movies has the training sequence at the beginning, and it involves. Um, <laughs> It involves this particular body part of him that uh, is referred to uh, colloquially, uh, euphemistically, I mean, euphemistically as the longest arm of the law. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, uh... I didn't expect this to in Nerd Time presents why we don't do Hanzo anymore. <laughs> I mean... We don't talk about Hanzo, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> But in each film, <laughs> straight to hell. In uh, a handbasket. I'm writing the rest of that song in my head now. And all hope. <laughs> the um, so yeah, well the the training sequence with the longest arm of the law is quite violent. He is. He's gotta build up that stamina. He's so so you um uh, uh something to um I don't know if equate it with it's probably not the right words um so Shaolin monks would often like hurt themselves in order to like make themselves stronger. Kind of the same mindset. Kind of the same mindset, Hanzo. Hanzo's a tenderized. Okay, we should continue this. <laughs> All right. Um, this is an episode that a game company paid us to advertise their products to you, fine folks, both listening at home and in the room. And then, and you know, you expect us to get in trouble, but then they announce their new Hanzo expansion, and no. it's just. Hanzo's waiting for you in that the room. That was such a bad turn of phrase. What was I thinking? What are you doing? Why am I awake? Any. Okay, one other thing on HBO Max. Half yeah. your thing, have to point it out because the new season just dropped. It was very good. If you haven't watched Close Enough, do me a solid. And after you watch Our Flag Means Death, more important, watch Close Enough. There are three seasons. It's an adult cartoon by the guy who did Regular Show. 
It's a semi-autobiographical, but way too silly to be fully autobiographical story about being a broke cartoonist, living with his, uh, living with his wife, daughter, and two of their uh, f uh, divorced friends because they can't afford a house to themselves. And it is very silly. It's very funny. It might be one of the most relatable uh, broke-ass millennial shows I've ever seen. I highly, highly recommend Close Enough. In three seasons, I haven't not seen nearly enough people telling, talking about how good it is. Okay. Also, also, J also Jason Mitzokas is in it. All right, so we should probably go to the mailbag now. Oh, yeah. You're going to go to Because we have mailbag... So, uh, Nick, we have a very long letter here from the Random Ramblings man. Okay, you read this it. is mine. Okay. Subject, back in action. This is, okay, so to introduce the segment, this is the mailbag. We haven't done one for a little bit, but we uh, read, you people send us things, and we read them out loud. I did not pre-screen these. I just opened them up after looking at who sent them. Subject, back in action from our regular The Random Ramblings man. Boy, it's been a long, long, long time since I've sent one of these, huh? Yes. Greetings, fellow nerds with ties, and a hearty welcome back to the con scene. Since I can't join you in celebration myself, crap damn it, this contribution to the mailbag will have to do. I hope you and everyone else uh, attending has had a happy, fun, and above all, safe weekend by the time you read this. And since I'm here, kinda, I might as well share some thoughts on what, I, what have been become the best and worst films I've seen so far in 2022. And both in the same week, no less. What can I say? It was a really, really good week. First, the best. The film in question is titled Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, written and directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneidhart, a.k.a. Daniels. This was an absolutely fantastic experience to have and to share with an audience that was clearly as receptive and enraptured to what was on screen as I was. I'm staying mum on the story and plot details because I don't want to give too much away, but all, what I can say is that everything, everywhere, all at once is one of the most imaginative, hilarious, heartbreaking, heartwarming, life-affirming, and gonzo mind-screw films I've seen in a long time. With amazing performances from Michelle Yeoh, uh, Kehu Kwan, Stephanie Su, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, James Hong, among others, whether it's in theaters or on streaming, give everything, everywhere, all at once a watch when you can. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Now the worst. That dishonor goes to Morbius. <laughs> the latest contribution to Sony's Spitterman universe... A shared universe no one asked for and needed except the shareholders. But whereas the two Venom films are of the so bad it's fun, hilarious They're variety, not bad at all. I fight people on that. I love They're Venom. amazing. They're I like love... that on purpose, so it's not so bad. It's good. They're like that on purpose. Morbius is repellently mediocre. So bland and uninspired and such an eyesore to look at and listen to that I genuinely say that the best part of the film screening was the teaser trailer uh, for the now further delayed Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. This was neither a good superhero film nor a good vampire film. And once again, I have to ask, who thought putting Jared Leto in another comic book adaptation was a good idea? 
If a film worse than Morbius comes onto my radar, it will be fascinating to see how its failures contrast against the first contender for worst film of 2022. Anyway, that's all I've got for this mailbag. I don't know when I'll send another one, uh, but, uh, but when I do, I trust it'll be a good one. Till next time, fellow nerds, stay random. So I, you know, here's the thing about the like I haven't seen Morbius yet. I will admit, but if you said, "Hey, Sony made a weird Spider-Man related movie about uh, something," I'm not going to tell you what, but it stars Tom Hardy, and then they said they made one about Jared Leto, I would expect the exact same reaction to those movies as people seem to be having. Yeah. Because Jared yeah. Leto is kind of a mess. <laughs> I honestly, I, I, in, in things I would rather do than watch Jared Leto movies, like, I don't know, drop a hammer on my foot, watch Transformers 5 again, I, drop uh, another hammer on my foot. But, like, I have heard, um, like, I think almost everyone that I know of that has seen everywhere, everything all at once has really, really loved it. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance like, to see I, it. I've, I've only so heard amazing it. reviews from for it. Love Michelle Yeoh. So that's very exciting and interesting. I just can't help thinking, seeing Sean Orange sitting out here in the audience, that he looks like Tom Scott's stunt double. <gasps> <laughs> like, it's with the mask on. Like, yeah. With the mask off, I know for a fact that Sean does not resemble Tom Scott. But yeah. in the exact right colored shirt... Yeah. With the mask on. Yeah, with the graying hair. Yeah. If the hair were a little straighter, maybe. Maybe. Well, no, but he's got a little bit of a wispy curl. Yeah. 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 All right, anyway, so we got another letter in the mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you want to take this one. Oh, I guess. Benjamin. I made Nick read the long one. Oh, okay. It's true. <laughs> well, this one is from friend of the show, Archimise. And its subject is Happy No Brand Con. Happy No Brand Con. <laughs> it's like the most. Okay, so I have to point out that we actually have. We have a bigger crowd than either of Sean's podcasts got. Yeah, suck it, Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you had people watching live at home. Your second one wasn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. To be fair, I, I think I retained most of your audience. Yeah. But anywho. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It's okay. Um, dear nerds who also wear ties. Again, we forgot to wear ties today. Yep. Hi, gang. It's been a long time, and I hope you're doing well and having an excellent no-brand convention. Hello, live audience. Hey, everybody. Are you guys having a great con? Yay! Yay. They're all tired. <laughs> guys, it's late, and it's... <laughs> Not an excuse. Look, Ye yell me... things for my best friend. Do it. Thanks. Did it. Okay, okay, moving on. Wanted to write in today to see what anime you Note each that enjoyed. neither one of us are our next best friend. Just this person. I'm... Okay, legally... Archimise and I are on each other's wedding certificates. We were witnesses to each other. Sure. That means that yeah. legally I get to borrow uh -huh. Archimise for hijinks. That's just a law. It's in the Bible. Can I read the letter? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I stopped. Wanted to write in today to see what anime you each enjoy that has to deal with unreasonable weather, because it's April and still snowing. Have a great rest of the con. Archivize. P.S. Hi, Shameless Otaku. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Can't wait to play Escape from Aliens from Outer Space with you and Mr. Scott again. Shameless didn't come to the panel. He did not. He was here today. He was sleepy. Everybody, I need everyone to be collectively disappointed with Shameless Otaku. Mm -hmm. Do it. (laughs) Good job. Thanks. Um, so anime weather. with I couldn't bad get them to weather. cheer, but I could get them to be disappointed. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Do you want to pass that back? Uh, God, what am I even thinking weather. about weather and anime? I don't think I've ever the critically ob- thought about weather and anime. The obvious answer is the new Makoto Shinkai movie, but like... I'll give you one. Yeah, yeah. The one that's literally about... The, the girl whose mood affects the weather. Yeah. Um, castle in the Sky. Oh! Okay. Laputa. Because the castle in the sky is in a giant thunderstorm. I was going to say yeah, uh, yeah. That, that classic anime, The Perfect Storm, starring Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yup. Classic anime. Yeah. I mean, it is a harem series, so I don't know what I expected. I don't know. Like, again, you know, like, he's talking about weather in anime, and I don't believe that, like, I'm sure that, like... No, there's definitely anime where weather ties in. I'm just having... I mean, climate change is a major background plot factor in pat labor. That, no, that's a strong argument. The episode of Pokemon where Ash gets his Charmander, that was... That was scary to me as a small child. I was quite uh, but, concerned. Actually, now I'm thinking about the in Pat Labor, there's an ongoing thing about climate change and the rising yeah. sea levels. And uh-huh. yeah, in, it's, it's like this background story thing throughout the whole Pat Labor and series. And it all goes back to Pat Labor. It all it goes does. back to Pat it is, Labor. It is fundamentally one of my favorite shows that was ever made. It's, it's great. And we all want to be Noah Izumi. Yep. Mecca Brooklyn Nine-Nine is very good. I agree. <laughs> um, Before Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, but I gotta sell it to people. It's it's, it's like when I when I t- it's, try to it's sell like if on, Tank Police was good. It, but it's like when I try to sell people on uh, on Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross, I don't go, oh, it inspired this thing you like. I I call it Legally Blonde with Mecca, and then people finally watch Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross like they should. Um, no, but Should they? Okay, Ellie from Legally Blonde in charge of a mech squadron. That is the, the premise of the show. Go watch it. It's awesome. It's, it's what the second season of Robotech was made from. Yeah. Trey, would you consider Ranma one half uh, an anime with, you know, rain? Well, I mean, a, rain, becomes, a bit of a plot rain becomes the plot. Yeah. It, it, a, fa- a factor when it's, especially when it's comedically convenient. Yeah. So yeah, no, I could, I could see that. Yeah. You know, it's there are a few inconvenient moments with the, the you know, kettle bearing tree girl or the, the, the line, um, <laughs> from the show. Yeah. It's of cost, it's, yeah. yeah. Of course you know. Of course you know. Yep. What? Gee, 
Who would have thought? Might be there a reason why Ranma One Half is a fundamental early anime for a lot of people? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to tease you. Okay. All I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is that the other day I realized that Rumiko Takahashi is to queer weebs what Lin Manuel Miranda is to theater kids, and I haven't been able to look back since I had that connection. Yeah. Yeah. No, that like, that sounds that right. That sounds right. That yeah. tracks. Yeah. Um, do we have any, before we wrap up, do we have any audience? Like? Do we have any audience thoughts yeah. before yeah. we, uh, before I do the Vomit Hat Steve challenge, which we're not doing? I mean, we're going to do the Hall of Awesome part, but not the, because I'm not going to have a physical book. Do we have anything from the audience, Minda? <laughs> uh, have you seen, have you seen the Nick Cage movie? Like, I saw a trailer for it. It's like, No, I have not seen it yet. I've been doing this. I, the last time I was in a theater was Birds of Prey, so it's been a while. It's oh, been the, a very oh, long. Oh, the last while. movie I saw in theaters was Sonic. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I've seen a bunch of movies at, at the drive-in, so that's yeah. where I've gotten away with music. So that's that's opening up again. So I should be able to see some yeah, movies I, again. I So this is the thing. So I just want to talk about this real quick. So we're, we're at Nobrand Con. Everyone is masked here, right? Yes. I, am at a, I have been saying this for years, though, that everybody at every convention looks exactly the same. I usually sing it. Everybody at every convention looks exactly the same. Because I used to do conventions also in Indiana, and I kept always feeling like I was recognizing people from Wisconsin. And I'd always like take a second look and, no, that's a completely different person. One time it actually was Jeffro, but the rest of the time it was a completely different person. Um, but right now, with everybody masked, I literally, people I have known oh, yeah. for decades will walk up to me, yeah. and I will not know it is them until after they start talking, especially since I haven't seen a lot of them in person for, like, two years. Well, and especially because, like, I know for a fact that, like, you have a hard time recognizing people in cosplay, I in do. and out of cosplay, like, the same person. Oh, yeah, no. It's... And so, like, adding the masks just makes that so much worse. I'm six months on uh, T-blockers, so I have had a lot of people have no idea who I am. Yeah. That's just been awkward. I have a bunch of trans friends who have been transitioning over oh, yeah, no, the yeah. break, and I'm just like, you're a totally different Very person, confusing. but you're still the same person. Oh, yeah, no, it's, I, yeah, no, it's and Tessa. And it's just, it's just, just, just got to get used to. But it also doesn't help that, though, like, even the people who look roughly the same as they did the last time I saw them, like, discount Tom Scott here in the second row. <laughs> <laughs> I don't immediately recognize until they talk. Yeah, why aren't you out like talking about the rocks or something? Yeah. The local rock formation. The local rock formation. The I have the no Come idea on. who Tom Scott is. Oh, we gotta show uh, you. It's great. Okay, so I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, bring it up. All right. So he's a YouTuber. He's yeah. a British YouTuber. British YouTuber. You're a British YouTuber. And he, he like goes around and like explains cool stuff. So. That's, he doesn't yeah. look like him with the mask off, but, like, it's... He looks it's like the something. diet right version of H-Bomber guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. He's a lovely man. You know, he's actually very funny, but it's... He can still be diet right is fine. <laughs> uh, 
He, but he's also always wearing the red shirt, so yeah. it's kind of a... It's, so if you just, like, cover up the face, where you can only see the eyes... Yeah. Stunt double. Think stunt, stunt double. double. Stunt double. You know? I mean, we this might is, have to lighten is, the hair a bit You know, more, I'm glad this audio podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company <laughs> and that someone has paid for us to now just sit here, describe over audio what another person on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network looks like in vague resemblance to a YouTuber who has nothing to do with any of us and will hopefully never listen to this show. We're looking to a, like, a picture. Yeah, we're, I'm like holding up a picture to another co-host. And I'm not even showing it to the audience. Yeah, they have no idea. The audience cannot see what I was showing to the other people on stage. I mean, it was Tom Scott. But it was Tom Scott. Google Tom Scott. Tom Scott. Imagine Go watch his Tom videos Scott are great. in a standard like blue disposable mask and that is Sean course at this moment. Yeah. Only slightly thinner. Uh, for the record, Sean I, is thinner, not Tom Scott. I don't see it, but that's... <laughs> well, you don't suffer my problem with faces. I suffer different problems with faces. Mostly that I have a collection of them. Oh, come it's on. It's a whole Let's thing. Not... We wow. don't need to get you know, into face how off did about we, okay, this. Okay, I just want to point Look. out. I, can I just point out <laughs> no. that somehow we talked about Hanzo the Razor for like 10 minutes and this is how it got made weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Carl. Okay, Wait. so. We yeah, should, stop me before I keep oh, quoting llamas with podcast. No. Talking about the movie Face Off. No. Uh, again, I'm doing hand gestures. This is an audio podcast. Why are you doing this? So we're not going to do the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge this uh, this month, only because uh, it would require me to open up a book and look at it. And I don't know if you know this, but when there's like people. more than a dozen people in the room, if I pick up a book and open it up and read from it, it's really easy to guess what book I'm reading from. It really doesn't work the way it normally does on an audio show. But... Because the one of the benefits of the Hall of Awesome is I read your name aloud every episode. Here are the current members of the Hall of Awesome. Arkhamai, Zero, Rin Innocenti, Cheesy McDamu, Krista, Slithery D, Shameless Otaka, The Random Ramblings Man, Corfan, Capito, Chris Graham, Lilisaurus, Paper Godzilla, Cavsy, The Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Keith Shizuo, Sakura Sunset, Joel Kreisman, Patrick Delahanty, Wonderland Hearts, and Megzi Sass Council. You mispronounced one of the names there. Sean Orange should actually be pronounced as... Um, Tom Scott Stump Double. Okay, I thought you were going to, like, because I did stutter over, like, Shameless no, no, Attacker. No, 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 okay. no, no, Okay. We should just rename that one to uh, Tom Scott Stump Double. Anyways, uh, with that, we should start wrapping up the show. I suppose. Um, remember it, that... Uh, <laughs> remember, if you would like to ever support uh, the show through a sponsorship or something else, you can do that by going to uh, nerdtide.com and click on the sponsor stuff. No promise as to what the content is going to be. Zero promises <laughs> about what the content is going to be. I remember if you'd like to support the show financially, I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash T-R-E-G-O-R-N. Nick's got a Patreon at patreon.com slash Nick Izumi. And Gen sells stuff as Ocelot Dude Designs. And in fact, actually, the people in the room can find Gen stuff for sale tomorrow in the Artist Alley here at No Brand Con. Although this isn't going to come out in the, for the audio listeners until after the con's over. So just go to Etsy. Yeah. And, and two booths over, you can get stuff from my partner, too. Mm hmm can... Yep. All right. And so uh, I'm Trey Dorn. I'm Nick Kazumi. I'm Gen Proc. And uh, remember, you can always follow the show on social media, at Nerd and Tie, at Twitter. Um, we are 
nerdandtie.tumblr.com because yes, we're still on there, and facebook.com slash nerdandtie. And remember, in your hearts, in your minds, in those places that you find deep down in the dark when you don't think anyone else is watching you, Sean Orange is. He is watching you, but pretending to film a Tom Scott video. He's going to tell you about that bridge. He's going to tell you about that bridge. He's going to tell you about that bridge. Yeah. It's a cool bridge. It's a good bridge. It's a good Keep bridge. on spocking in the free world. But only if you're on like a cool bridge and you're yeah. wearing that red t-shirt and yeah. you're telling people about like what a cool bridge it is. And apologizing for the wind noise in your microphone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I would it's like windy to, on that bridge. I would like to say I would like to apologize for the mask noise on this episode for us because we're all masked and my beard keeps rubbing against my mask and I can hear it in the monitors and Ooh. I'm going to try to edit that out as much as possible but Ooh, some of it's going to make it in. Because this is the life we live. These are the places we are. These are the things we do and believe in the dark and trust me audience who can't hear the background music this feels very moving with the synth and the voice of vomit hat steve echoing behind us that's right he was here the whole time just only in your ears steve's in your ears right now and so am i and so are all of us Everybody make some noise. Be in people's ears. I didn't even have to use the fake applause button I have. Which is that. (laughs) Oh dear, I'm hitting stop.